Hello, one and all. This is Raka from the Debtor Dudes. Greeting everybody on our podcast show. Um, today, I'd like to get into the wrap-up of Attack on Titan finale. Series finale, season finale, finale finale, or is it? It is an anime. It's been a long-running anime on country, uh, Crunchyroll, Hulu, Funstation, and a few other outlets. And it is with a heavy heart that it ends because I am a huge fan. And that's the topic of today. Today we're going to discuss why I believe it is up there as one of the top animes of all time. So, again, if you are new never heard it before or you want to get into it so what is all the buzz about okay i'll try to get a little rudimentary and basic um if you are a dedicated fan then hopefully you can enjoy the points that i will lay out if you have more to add please feel free to comment on our at that or do that gmail.com or many social media outlets on tiktok x twitter whatever that is now Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, what did I say that already? Instagram, the whole shebang bang. All right, so let's get to it. There is a thing happening called the rumbling. The rumbling initiated by Aaron Yeager, who is now infused with the founding Titan power. Which basically means he has the baddest of the baddest ass powers into an almost undefeatable monster. Super huge, enormous monster. He also commands hundreds and thousands of these titans, these humanoid-type creatures that stand maybe 100 feet tall. And as a line of these enlarged beasts of destruction... They march around the world rumbling, stampeding anything and everything in their path to dust. Yes, people, animals, vegetation, trees, buildings, um, civilizations, you name it. You can defend as much as you can with bombs and uh, military might, although this is a world, an earth that is not at that like nuclear level, you know. Let's say just at the precipice of the industrial age. And the whole point is, and of course, I'm going to say now, spoilers abound because this is mainly intended to inform and also to recap with those fans who have watched the finale. It's a rather simplistic plan that looks so intricately unfolded to bring about. The end of all enemies. And possibly most of humanity. As the descendants of one Ymir. One girl. Who's been bit, attacked, infused, whatever, with this worm-like creature 2,000 years ago. And has transformed herself into this founding titan. She was controlled by King Fritz. Enslaved, abused, used, yet she still loved him. And what unfold 
wants to be a love-hate complicated relationship. But she couldn't mentally escape her enslavement. And for the past 2,000 years, she's been enraged. Even though her body died, she is in this, like, metaplane, this, this astral plane, where space and time do not meet. Whatever this creature is that is the progenitor of the titan-ness is otherworldly in its power, its consumption, its uh, insidious nature to defend itself by some very unorthodox means. I mean, you have to like cannibalize their young and eat their blood and, and the power of the titans flows through it. It's, it's sick. It's convoluted. And yet it's a very simplistic plot line. And where things go full circle is Aaron, like everybody else of the stellar uh, scout regiment of the survivors of the residents of Paradise Island, of all the descendants of Ymir, they are all pawns that kind of hijack humanity and use our human nature against us, which is conflict, envy, power, greed, lust, you name it. And what the show really does on a magnificent level is highlight those aspects the good and bad of humanity, mostly the bad, and present to us, what if you had this kind of power that you can instantly transform to something 30, 50, 100 feet high and almost unstoppable power. You could stampede anybody. You could move boulders, buildings. What would you do with that power? Sadly enough, humanity with that kind of unlimited, unbridled power will abuse it, will overreach their resources, and end up causing cataclysmic widespread destruction. And you do all this with a phenomenal storyline, excellent writing. Beautifully done animation. And I'm not talking about any technical term. Like, this is not Picasso over and over again. But it's almost like a watercolor world. Very vivid. Almost dreamlike. But pastoral. With some really fantastic, if not the best in the anime world, of long shots. Of demonstrating the enormity of where we are and it's not some odd world it's not some teenage vision world it's not some uh, futuristic tech world no in fact the opposite it's more of medieval times simple times with unfortunately and sadly for all of us basic humanity in all its ugliness If you want to get to the storylines, 
it is so dramatic and tragic. There are many times I myself welled up in tears when you have some main characters who voice their basic human feelings of distrust, of trust, of loyalties, of where we can go, what we have to do, what is on the line, what are you willing to sacrifice, everything. And we're not talking about one or two friends and loved ones, although that's in there and it's heart-wrenching, it's freaking gut-wrenching, it is twisted. Much like in the zombie apocalypse, it's not always the monsters. It's you versus you. It's humanity. Towards the end, where close to, if not more than 80%, of humanity has been stampeded out of existence. The remaining humans still point guns at each other because of mistrust. Because of generations of bias and stereotypes. I mean, again, you can put a mirror on the underlying undertones of this whole series to today. And it is so applicable for whatever that works. Now, if you want to get to certain storylines, I mean, you have some heroic deaths. That is to be expected. And that was, and they're all phenomenally done, let me tell you. It's not, they spent a lot of time when somebody big, has to go and it's not like um, an afterthought it's not like oh so and so bit the bullet or got squished into nothingness it's usually some very well timed heroic sacrifice Uh, Hanj for example so many of the main characters in my opinion got such appropriate endings You may argue, is it a happy ending? I think it's as happy as can be when 80% of humanity is wiped out. And then it is not a happy ending. And here's one of the big spoilers. um, Which I almost well up when I talk again about the mini chapter towards that tree on the hill. All of you know what I'm talking about. And certain things get tied tied up, right? And uh, with Aaron's dream state world, of going back and forth between present, past, and future, he is not the total bastard that he was made out to be. And again, magnificently done by the uh, creators. Specifically, in my opinion, if you were not a follower or you're not well-versed in the original source material, the manga... Um, and you're just following it as a observer and a you know a follower of the series animated series the anime series you know or you've been presented that Aaron Yeager has turned on everybody because he just wants to bring about the apocalypse in the most gruesome blunt force possible way and so it gets revealed he doesn't have all this free will to choice to choose. This destiny has been embedded into his blood, into his psyche, into his mind, and he's trying to find every single way he can to get out of it. 
He doesn't want to die in seven years because of the Titan blood. He doesn't want to end all this. He has what everyone was waiting for. His true, deep, deep love and affection for Mikasa. Oh my goodness, if there's no badass on the planet in this anime world, then Mikasa. Good lord. Hero upon hero, nerves of steel, a person who knows what must be done despite her personal feelings. Whoo! Moment of silence. But all feelings are revealed in very, very, very heart-stomping fashion. And because Aaron had no other recourse, he did what he had to do. And by and large, the three main characters have it revealed to them and then the memory wiped out from Aaron. Why? And towards the very, very end, when Aaron is finally stopped, he reveals and restores the memory to both Armin and Mikasa and, and you feel you feel his pain, his helpless, helpless pain of what he had to do, what he had to give up, how he really felt, everything, regret. I mean, the whole nine. And it goes hand in hand with each of their personalities. For a lot of the fringe other characters, they get what they get for the future of... Um, the island, the island devils, and the world. It continues. If you wait to the end credit scene, you see the super sad, somber reality that we as humans, regardless of transforming into titans or the creation of mass destruction warfare, we're bound to kill each other. For many petty things. And the cycle continues and continues and continues and continues. But again, if you take into effect the storyline, the plotline, the character development, the grand epic battle scenes, the fights, um, a lot of different variations of well-developed characters... A grand spectrum of personalities, both good and bad, and in the middle of the road. Uh, the clear satire that it presents, undertones and overtones, to today's society. I don't know how you can't be hooked and completely, completely uh, blown away by, this, by the, the body of work, the full body of work. I almost wish there could be more. And spoiler alert, there possibly could be more because the ending is left, in my opinion, open-ended for that specific reason, which I, please, please, I cannot get enough. So, uh, again, loaded with all the subtext, uh, you can argue all you want about what is karma, destiny, legacy, hate, love, Good human nature, bad human nature. Um, there's not so much plot twist. The twists are really revelations to us, the third person observer, of what's been the background drive to this point. The turning point in the battles is not one person. It's a multitude of factors, which again, 
happens in such a dramatic fashion when you really think you're at the precipice of total annihilation of mankind. And it really just, just you, take, you hold your breath and you just watch with bated breath as the enormity of what's happening and what's at stake suddenly flip sides. It is a true emotional roller coaster, completely, completely intentional. And now switching back to all of you followers of the manga series, it is very, very loyal to the source material. And for that, I encourage everybody to read the source material. Very few series can do that. One Piece has done, in my opinion, a very admirable job of staying close to the source material. But of many other series that you can watch that sometimes gets, dare I say, kitty in their animation. Or sometimes it, it loses itself in a lot of flash and pizzazz and shock value versus a well-developed story, drama, with... No disappointment in spectacular animation. It's just a really epic tale. Intricate and yet simple bottom line. That I hope you can appreciate and really check it out. It's on Hulu. Again, Crunchyroll, Funstation, Fan Animation. I mean, all the anime outlets i'm pretty sure at some point where as time goes it might pop up on a netflix or or some other large streaming entity but if you can get your hands on it and you can watch it i do not think you will be disappointed in fact i think you'll be amazed and appreciated and i hope you follow us as i salute the fist on my heart towards that tree on the hill where Aaron can finally rest and we can enjoy and appreciate Attack on Titan. All right, this is Raka signing off from the Debtor Dudes. Again, thanks for liking, subscribing, giving your feedback. Let us know what you think and where you rank Attack on Titan if you want to see more. It's been a pleasure as always. We hope to continue bringing more content, uh, especially a little bit more on the anime side. Uh, thanks for listening and have a good one. Take care. Save the whales.